It's Friday night and the mood is right. Gonna have some fun, show you how it's done, DGIF. Welcome to week number 187 of the Two Guys in a Friday's podcast. My name is Steven. That over there is Travis. Hello, Steve. What it goes. What it goes, it goes. How's it goes? Um, pretty good. Uh, busy week for me, like at my work job, but um, glad it's the weekend now, so that'll be good. Thank God it's Friday. Yeah. Um, what about you? Anything crazy? Uh, I built a garden this weekend, oh, and okay. we haven't had an owl living outside of our house, like outside of our window, for like three days now, which is really cool. And you you see this owl all the time. It's wild. The first time I saw it was like two o'clock in the afternoon. And I was like, that's weird. Um, and it just kind of comes and goes. And like, any any pictures or video? Tree. I want to see this thing. Yeah, yeah. I'll show you. I got I got video. Okay. Well, uh, I think we're going to sushi on Saturday. So uh, we'll see. You we then. are. I'll show you. I'll show you on Saturday. But it's just, yeah, just hanging outside on the tree right outside my office window. And it's. Uh, that's cool. I don't know if I've ever seen an owl in the wild, honestly. Um, we have. I mean, there's we've had owls before, but this one is like very close and very consistently around the house. Now. It's probably trying to hunt your child. What I'm hoping it's hunting is the the animals that live in my car. So that would be an ideal situation for me. Yeah. That'd be good. Um, yep. Welcome everyone to the two guys in a Friday's podcast where we rewatch all of TGIF 30 years after it airs. We'll talk about what we're watching this week in just a minute. But before we do that, uh, thanks to Nicole for the theme song this week. Thanks, Nicole. Appreciate it. And if you want to send in your own version of the theme song, you can do that. TGIFcast at gmail.com. And make sure you're following us on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at TGIFcast. That's where we are. All the, all the places. We're there. We're, you can find us. You can interact with us. We will answer. You can. Uh, we got plenty of people that can verify that for you. And, uh, yeah. So... These episodes that we watched this week aired back in 1993. What was the exact date of the airing of these? Yeah, these would have aired Friday, April 16th, 1993. All right, so we do like to see what was going on in the world that week 30 years ago. I pulled a couple stories. Uh, April 14th, this is my favorite one of the week. It was the debut of Bill Nye the Science Guy. Really? I feel like that. this is one of those moments where I'm like, I feel like Bill Nye was around before that. Yeah. But... Not but even okay. on PBS yet. So this was like on some other channel. So his yeah. the first debut. Yeah. But yeah. All right. April 14th, I mean, I, 1993. Pre him, I was like, a, you know, did you watch Mr. Mr. Uh, Mr. Mr. Wizard? Wizard yeah. When you were Nickelodeon, okay. of course. Yeah, yeah sure, sure, sure. Okay. But when I was way better. Way different. Way different. Yeah, definitely different. Um, also, a couple other stories, both on April the 16th. Uh, David Lee Roth got arrested in New York for buying $10 of weed. Yeah. All right. Well, we've come a little ways, I guess. And then uh, also on April 16th, uh, the Rodney King verdict was uh, declared and uh, it wasn't announced till the next day. So we don't know exactly if they were found innocent or guilty unless you uh, are alive now, then you probably know. But if you were alive and this was actually the 16th of April, then you don't know. And we'll tell you so next week because they read the verdict uh on the 17th, which actually okay. will be next week's show. So the jury was like, we are ready to make Honor, our decision. And, and then and they were like, probably like, hold on. And he's like, to be continued. We, next, need, next we need to put on. like a whole lot of presents outside because stuff might go down if this is uh, going the wrong way. 
kind of, and they were right. They, that, that, that decision was the right decision. Um, so next week on, we will have the verdict of the Rodney King trial. Yep. No spoilers. Um, No spoilers. So what about movies and music? What was number one this week? Uh, No change in the song, still Informer by Snow. So I think we got like one or two more weeks left with that song. So that is the song. Uh, New movie, Indecent Proposal, Woody Harrelson, Demi Moore, Robert Redford. It was all right. I don't remember that movie. Was uh, you know the you know the plot though? I mean, it's it's like iconic for the plot. The movie has like very, it's not really considered a very good movie, but um, you you know the plot, right? I mean, I don't remember. Woody Harrelson, Demi Moore, they go to a hotel, uh, they go to a casino in Vegas because they uh-huh. like have no money and they're trying to save their house. And Robert Redford is a billionaire, sees Demi Moore, and offers them a million dollars to spend the night with Demi Moore. Okay, and Woody Harrelson and- has to watch, or what does he do? He, no, he does not have to do anything except give his wife to this man for a night. For a million? For a million. Sold. Well, that's one of my problems with the movie is that there's a lot of unnecessary drama in this movie. A lot of unnecessary drama in this movie. Mostly from Woody Harrelson. Almost entirely from Woody Harrelson. Yeah. What, about, uh, what about birthdays? We got any this week? <laughs> we do. Uh, Stuart Pankin, happy birthday oh, today. Uh, yeah. No, wait. Not, not today. I'm sorry. It was Saturday. Stuart, or Saturday the 8th. So happy birthday, Stuart Pankin. Uh, of course, the voice of um, Earl on Dinosaurs and, yeah. a, and, a, and a friend of the show. Friend so. of the show. Wore, yes. wore his dinosaur shirt while he did the interview with us. We appreciate that. And Absolutely. I think he uh, had a like jungle background, if I remember correctly. I think he was just in his backyard, which was very, Jungly. very lush. Yeah. 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 All right. So uh, this week on the show, we do have uh, two new episodes of Getting By and Where I Live. Uh, if you've been paying attention... We are also going to start watching Home Free. We watched the first episode last week. We're going to get into it and uh, get caught up. So that way, when it starts to air on TGIF, we're actually at the episode that first airs on TGIF. Right, right. So Family Matters on reruns this week. Step by step on reruns this week. Like Steve, like you said, only two new episodes on TGIF. And then the Home Free was not on TGIF. It was on like Tuesday night or Thursday night or something, but we're gonna we're trying our best to get caught up before it actually starts on TV. Yeah, and uh getting by is still in the uh nine o'clock slot where I live's in the nine thirty yes. slot. So we're gonna start with home free because uh yes. the step by step and the family matters were on the reruns. So this is home free episode two. It's called Family Ties. And it starts off uh we're in the uh newspaper office, the phone rings. Walk- I think it's important we do know the name of the the uh Oh, what was it? I missed that. Out. It's on the front of the it's on the front of the thing and then and then Walter mentions it when he picks up the phone, but it's the Beach Cities News Advertiser. Oh, horrible name. It's not the most it doesn't roll off your tongue. The Beach yeah. one more time? Beach Cities News Advertiser. Jeez. Yeah, cuz I was yeah. confused because uh at this point the phone rings and Walt answers it, advertiser, and I was like Oh, is he like in the advertising department of this? No, newspaper? that's that's part of the name. I guess no, the I not. guess the local name of the newspaper. So like, you know, and the, we have Jeez. the Richmond Times Dispatch, so we call it Times Dispatch. But they just call the Beach Cities News Advertiser the Advertiser. All right, maybe I'll call it the Advertiser. I'll probably just call it the newspaper most of the time. But uh, that's easier. He answers the phone. Um, it's someone who's complaining that they didn't get their newspaper, so tries to transfer them. Um, transfers comes back uh i guess they call back again he answers it again and then he kind of gets a little rude with the uh, person on the other line yeah i got the impression that there was not actually a transfer at all that he was just pretending to transfer oh and that's kind of just 
was just kind of trying to hung up on him. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so this is going on. Uh, Matt comes in and, uh, he and Walt chat a little bit and then, uh, the boss comes in and, uh, Matt immediately asks, uh, what's the boss's name, by the way? Uh, Ben. His, his name is Ben. Ben. Matt asks Ben, hey, can I get my own column now? And the boss says, like, yeah, that's fine. You're on trial sure. basis. You can have it. So uh, Matt's really excited. He's got his own. He has a lot of leeway, too. He's like, whatever you want, however long you want it, just have it on my desk by Monday. Yeah. That. You, you decide all the stuff. I mean, it's a trial basis, so it's not like it's a permanent thing. We'll see how it goes. But, um... The boss also mentions that his uh, 89-year-old mother uh, isn't getting her paper, and uh, this is kind of where we realized that uh, that's who was calling Walt, and Walt was not right. very nice to. Well, Walt gives her a fake name um, at the end of the conversation. I can't remember what it was, but he the gives ama- her a fake name. The Amazing name. Kreskin? That's it. That is what it was. And so Ben is like, I got to go fire this I don't think, Kreskin I don't, guy now. Yeah, like it wasn't a fake name. That's a real person. No, no. Well, yeah, but that's not a real person that works for the newspaper. And no, she no, no, no. Talking to the amazing Kreskin. I think what he said was like, "Oh, maybe the amazing Kreskin can find it for you." Like making a joke that this like oh, psychic okay. magician can like. Get I her thought an I caught him say like, "Oh, yeah." No, I know it comes back later on, but I don't think uh, the eighty-nine-year-old mother got the uh, reference. Is what happened. Okay. Well, it comes back now because Ben says, "I gotta go fire this Kreskin guy." Yeah. Um, and then he goes off, uh, Walt thinks he's home free, I guess. Home free. Yeah. Oh, that's not the, is that the name of the show? It is right. It's the name of the show. And then, uh, he goes back, uh, like off to go find uh, someone in circulation or whatever. And then, uh, he, uh, Matt is still excited about his column. He wants to tell Laura, tries to go into her little office. She's not there though. And, uh, he ends up going in there and finding a suitcase with Walt's initials on it. Where we and then, a sleeping bag. And a sleeping bag, which we then find out Walt's been sleeping in the office. And the reason Walt gives is because uh, his apartment is being, uh, what, like, freed of bugs the exter- or something The like exterminators that. are yeah. over there. So they it, it, it's one of those where they've put a tent over the apartment, he says, so that they can fumigate the, the building. Yeah, and nice Matt says, Walt, I mean, why you, why are you staying here? Why don't you just tell me yeah. you can stay at my place for the weekend? So that's how we're going to fix this whole thing. Matt, Walt hanging out together while staying at Matt's house. Do you think he forgot that, that he just had a whole new family move into that house? And so it's, there's probably not a whole lot of room, but yeah. So uh, then we get our theme song. And I think right after the theme song, we get a commercial break. I did write down, we have commercials for uh, the 1993 Toyota Camry, uh, Minwax wood finish and the little Caesars big, big cheese pizza that has not changed in price a whole lot for $8 and 88 cents. Hey, say what you will about the quality of pizza at Little Caesar. It's still the best value you can get. What a deal. So then after the commercial break, we come back. Um, Matt's mother is questioning Vanessa um, because Vanessa's trying to just do stuff around the house. She's right now. She's well, organizing all the records yeah. and Vanessa she wa- has her she own walks system. In on Vanessa. Yeah, she walks in on Vanessa going through her, all of her paperwork to try to try to organize. And her mom's like, what are you doing? She's like, well, you've got your uh, your oil change record right here next to your dental records, and this shouldn't be that. She's like, that's how I know I have to do it every six months. And uh, she's just trying to do stuff because uh, I guess is she finished with law school for this year? or She's finished with her homework for the week. For the homework. Okay, that's why. So she's done with her homework for the week, and she's just trying to do stuff. She's like, she needs to be doing things. 
And yeah, uh, she's she's a busybody. Yeah, Abby comes in at this point and she's like, Mom, can I have a pizza party? And she's like, Yeah, of course you get a pizza party. Let's plan it. And she's like, now she's got a new thing to do, and it's planning this pizza party. And and Abby's like, I just wanna have pizza with my friends in my room and and like talk about boys and stuff. No, she says, I wanna have them in my room and practice new dance moves, is what oh, she that's says. Right. So I I wish we got to see dance moves, but spoiler alert, doesn't happen in this episode. <laughs> um, Lucas comes in. This is how he finds out about the pizza party, and then uh, Matt and Walt get home. And uh, Matt tells everyone about uh, the new column that he got. He's really excited to tell everyone, and uh, he's working on a name. He doesn't have a name, and everyone's kind of asking, like, "Oh, what's it called?" He's like, "Oh, well, I'm working on it right now." And Vanessa, of course, oh, she finds something else to do now. She wants to help uh, name this column. Take it to the mat. I like that one. That was a good one. Yeah. Didn't oh take it what was the tennis one? Oh, Matt Point. I like that one too. Match match Matt was it Matt Point or was it yeah, Matt? Matt Point, Point? for her Matt Point. for his Matt name Point. and like yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then she also came up with uh, what's their last name? Bernard or something? I don't know. Like, what about the Matt something something column? That one didn't go. Oh, uh, just well. just his name. Right. Yeah. It was like yeah. The Matt Bernard Benner, whatever the last name is. So anyways, um, they're still working on the name. Uh, Matt's mom is uh, fine with Walt staying over. Not a big deal at all. She welcomes him. And Abby now thinks that uh, Matt or Walt being over is going to ruin her party. And uh, Walt thanks the mom. And then that's kind of the end of that scene. We then go to well, the, the scene ends with Vanessa being great. We should make a, a family calendar so we all know what's going on when and we don't have problems with overlap. Let's go, kids. Uh, next scene is Matt in the kitchen, still trying to figure out uh, really what his column's going to be about, what the name of it's going to be. Uh, his mom comes down and offers him um, a Pop-Tart. This is breakfast in the morning, by the way. Uh, Walt comes in. He actually made a whole souffle for breakfast, which looked, looked <laughs> incredible, too. He cooks a lot. That's like his gimmick is he just cooks for everybody. I'm okay with that. Um, I'm okay with that, too. Matt's mom, as we can tell here, loves Walt, like loves everything about him. Um, and then they, uh, Walt and Matt's mom end up just kind of like talking about Matt, like right in front of him, like not even, I mean, they obviously realize he's there, but no care that he's there or hearing anything that they say. Uh, I mean, it's intentional. It's intentional that he is, that they are doing this right. I mean, they're right behind his back, literally. Yep. It makes Matt mad. Matt says, that's it. I'm going to go drive around for some inspiration. So he leaves. He's going to go drive his car. Abby and Vanessa once again are talking about this pizza party. And, uh, oh, this is where, uh, Abby says, this is all I want is just pizza and to practice our new dance moves. So now it's nighttime. Um, Lucas is playing some video games. Walt jumps over and kind of helps him beat the level. I was really hoping Lucas would say that he, he was playing space donkeys, but that would have been good. He didn't. Uh, the doorbell rings. Uh, Lucas is like, oh no, more of Abby's friends, which it is. Vanessa answers it. And uh, this is where we also find out the uh, pizza party has now become a Hawaiian tiki fiesta. Uh, Vanessa's <laughs> wearing like uh, lays and like a hula skirt. And uh, she tells her, tells the friends to go upstairs. That's where everyone's hanging out with the pizza. Well, are they about to have like the uh, limbo con? There's some contest that's about to start that she has to get up there for too. The whole night is a tiki fiesta. So there's all yes. kinds of stuff going on. Um, so Walt is, uh, trying to distract Vanessa at this point. Like he, he knows that Abby is getting a little frustrated with her mom being in the middle of everything. So he's like, oh, Vanessa, come here. Let me give you a neck massage. You look a little tense and she's really into it. And about 30 seconds into it, somehow he makes her completely pass out and she's like 
paralyzed on the chair. <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty like Vulcan death grip style. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, so she's passed out. Uh, Matt gets home at this point. Um, Matt tries to, um, or Matt takes Walt outside. He needs to talk right. to Walt. And uh, this is where we find out that the apartment is not actually uh, being exterminated right now. The thing that's going on is there's a bunch of notes on Walt's door. Matt went over there. He read them. And uh, they're all from Walt's dad. Walt's dad is trying to get in touch with Walt, which we didn't know anything about. And uh, Walt is trying to avoid his dad by either sleeping at the newspaper or uh, staying at Matt's house or whatever he has to do. He's trying to avoid his dad. Yeah, he's just trying to not be home. So, And we know nothing about that situation at this point. Commercial break. Commercial break. Uh, shredded wheat. I don't remember shredded wheat coming in two pieces per bowl. Did you watch that commercial? What? So they had shredded wheat. It was a, it was like a dual commercial. It was shredded wheat, and it was also bite size or spoon size shredded wheat. So I guess originally back in the '90s or even earlier than that, when you bought shredded wheat, the pieces of shredded wheat were so big you had two pieces per bowl, and that was your entire bowl of cereal. So you had to like break it up yourself. Yeah, exactly. Or you could buy the spoon sized version, which seems like a better idea. Shredded wheat is already awful. Why would you make it more difficult for people to enjoy by having to make them work? I to like break shredded it wheat all, all right. I like the frosted what? shredded wheat, I guess, but I still like it. All right. Crazy. Uh, there was also a uh, commercial for the AT&T iPlan, the Royal Caribbean Cruises and a Taco Bell ad featuring uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle. I remember that. Um, next, scene, back, they got they have a they have a new like vote for your favorite old item going on right now. So what is it? Beefy crunch burrito and something else, and the Cool Ranch uh, Dorito Taco. See, I don't I don't consider that one that old. I didn't even realize I forgot it. Left. I mean, it's been four or five years since they've had it. I feel like. Yeah. Did you vote? I mean, it's not it's not like nineteen nineties old like when they when they had the vote for the Inchirito, but. I want Still, the what the uh Beef Baja Chalupa. The Beef Chalito. Baja Chalupa. Beef Baja Chalupa. Chalito. I don't remember that. It's the chili cheese burrito. Pretty good. Wasn't it just called a chili cheese burrito? Uh they they went to that. It was a little better. But uh at one point it was called the Chalito. But anyways, uh next scene, Matt Beef is Baja still Chalupa. Matt's still talking to Walt about uh avoiding his father and uh Matt encourages him that he needs to go work it out. And Well, uh, we find out a lot of backstory here. We find out that his dad left when he was very young, when 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 Walt was very young, I think pretty much like a baby, like he just kind of dipped out of the family, joined the military and never heard from him again since then and that uh he's reached out now to try to try to make amends. Yeah, and uh like I said, uh Matt's trying to get Walt to go work it out, but Walt just kind of wants to deal with it on his own. He doesn't want any help from Matt, and he kind of he makes that pretty clear at this point. Yeah, and he says, look, if you want to be supportive, if you want to help me, just leave me alone and let me handle this the way I want to handle it. Yeah, and Matt's like, all right, if uh, that, that's what you want, that's what a friend's going to do. He's going to listen to you, and he's going to leave you on your own. So we then go to a scene. Uh, it's late at night in the kitchen. Uh, Matt's mom just got home from her poker game. Matt is still trying to figure out his column. Um, she asks about like the pizza party and how Walt's doing and stuff like that. And Matt tells her that uh, all about the uh, the Matt the the Walt situation at this point. Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, and she's like, she gives some good advice and she tells him, um, I mean, pretty much like if this is something this this is something that needs to be taken care of and if uh, Walt's not going to listen i mean you just have to tackle him you have to go in there and you have to let him know that this 
is not right, you need to do something, especially if it's something that you believe in is right for a friend to do. Yeah. I don't know how much I agree with this advice, but it drives the story forward. So, yeah. Um, so Matt goes into the other room to wake up Walt and uh, literally, <laughs> literally tackles him like. Uh, but also literally wakes him up. It's it's like midnight, 11 o'clock midnight. Walt is asleep on the couch and he's like, I got to talk about this with him now. Yeah. Walt's like, ah, ah, I know about the uh, hand in the water thing from camp. And then. uh <laughs> They talk. Um, it gets pretty serious. Like, there's some, like... It does. Oh, I mean, I guess you call it yelling back and forth between the two of them. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're 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 having a heated discussion. I mean, Matt's side is, you have to go talk to your dad. I mean, we find out, I think, at this point, too, that uh, Matt's dad is dead, right? And uh, Matt's kind of like, I mean, you, don't, you never know when you're going to not have your dad ever again. So, take this chance to uh, figure out what he wants, what he wants to talk about. Go talk to him. Don't be selfish. And uh, Walt is still under the whole like uh, view that, no, I'm done with my dad. I don't want to talk to him ever again. And, That's what's going on. And I think uh, he gets tackled again, right, at this point. like uh, He's like walking away, and he's like, fine. He's like, no, and then tackles him again. He's like, you need to go do this. And Well, uh, yeah. We because we find out too that the uh, his dad had left a note that said he was leaving that night to go to to go back home to Washington, and so and so he tackles him to basically get him to go to the airport. Oh yeah, yeah, because yeah. he's like uh, catching the red eye back to uh, Portland, and he says, or Seattle, maybe it's Seattle, Seattle, yeah, Seattle, and he's like, you have to go do this, so you have to go to the airport and find your dad. So that's where we're at now. We're at the airport. Um. He's like, I probably won't even recognize him. He's like, oh, he's probably the guy in the military outfit. And then they look around, and what do you know? There's a guy in a military outfit. Um, goes over to him, shakes his hand. The two of them sit down, and they start talking. We don't, and we don't know what they're talking about. We kind of, uh, we see from like Matt's point of view, them are they're on the other side of the terminal, and they're chair apart. But it looks like they're talking about something, and they're not. It, and it looks friendly. It looks amiable. It looks yeah, yeah. Um. They uh, then go to the next scene where it's like the plane taking off. Matt's watching, or Walt. I don't know. Walter's Walt, watching. Walt's Walter's watching, watching like out the window, and Matt's Matt's still back in the distance a little bit. Yeah, uh, Walt says he learned a lot from his dad when he talks to Matt. Um, he found out he had a sister that he didn't know about, and uh, his dad even wants him to come visit in Seattle. So it looks like maybe he'll go do that and meet his sister and stuff. So. I don't know looks like things went well and then uh, a hot uh girl walks by matt tries to follow her walt stops him and says hey we were having a uh, a little moment here and then uh walt runs after the girl <laughs> Walter runs. yeah that's the end of the episode uh commercials from uh chevy and diet dr pepper we do get a credit scene with uh you said ben is his name right the boss ben mm-hmm. uh ben finds out that walt was the one that was talking to his mom on the phone so doesn't really get in trouble, but he calls him out for it. Well, he does say he does hand him a newspaper and say, "You need to hand deliver this to my mom." And then uh, Matt and Ben talk about the column, and uh, it seems like he liked the column. Like he wrote a column about like the whole situation, kind of that was going on with Matt and Ben, like friendships right. and what you need to do, that kind of thing. But then he tells him, "This is not a touchy feely uh, gazette, so snap out of it." So I don't, maybe he didn't like it. I don't know what his point was. Save that for the Chronicle. Yeah, but that's it. That's uh, episode two of Home Free. No, uh, 
Do we get Brooke Thies at all in this episode? They mention her, but we don't Just mention in the beginning. That's she, it. Yeah, she's not actually in it. Okay. So. Uh, she'll be back. No worries. She'll be back. Yeah. Uh, all right. So now we're actually to the episodes that actually aired this week. This is uh, your nine o'clock slot. This is getting by season one, episode seven. My brothers. Does that say peeper keeper? Probably keeper. Uh, keep, it's it's keeper. There's no peeping going on in this episode. Uh, no, nope, no peeping. Starts off. We're at school. Uh, this is Marcus and uh, Darren's science class. And, uh, Marcus is goofing off. Darren's trying to get him to calm down. He's like, you need to pay attention. You need to do your work. And uh, Darren is like the only one in the class like answering questions. It's chemistry. And uh, Marcus makes fun of him for knowing the answers. And then the teacher gets real mad at Marcus, <laughs> yells at him, sends him to the principal's office. And this teacher, we've seen her before. She was in the Perfect Strangers catering episode. Like a lot of people seem to have been in that episode that keep coming back up. But I mean, there was a lot of people in that episode. You know? There was. There was. There was absolutely a lot of people in that episode. So we get a theme song. We come back to uh, Dolores. Dolores is mad at Marcus for getting in trouble, getting sent to the principal again. Um, reminds him that uh, he had to repeat the ninth grade already. So uh, this is your chance. You need to chill out because uh, you're not going to have a whole lot more chances. Right. And he apologizes, tells her, um, oh, she's like, he apologizes, and then she tells him, uh, that's not really good enough anymore. These apologies aren't going to work. So Kathy comes home at this point. Um, Dolores and Kathy talk about the whole Marcus situation, and then Kathy suggests a few of things. Um, she suggests uh, maybe a home studying table. She said that worked with, uh, with Nikki after the divorce that they had. And then uh, also suggests things like... Uh, Let's make learning fun. And uh, Dolores kind of just rolls her eyes. And her suggestion is just give him money and he'll do cash. Yeah. Cold, hard cash. And he'll. that's the only thing he responds to. Yep. Uh, next scene is Kathy talking to her girls about helping Marcus. They don't really want to. Nikki thinks he's a lost cause. Kathy says um, that she was a bit of a, a hellcat when she was a teenager. And of course, both of her kids don't believe her at all. You think she was? Think she was a little crazy as a teen or no? I don't know. Um, so Dolores is at this point trying to get uh, Darren to I help I was on Marcus. mute. I'm sorry. I do think she was crazy as a child, yeah. as a teen. I don't know if I but believe it. I think I believe the kid. I also before. have some breaking news for you. Okay. Um, I just I literally just got an email. The Beefy Crunch Burrito has won the has won the poll. They will be bringing that back over to the Cool Ranch Dorito. Uh, breaking taco. news that's uh, breaking news that's right great. here uh, i'm glad you muted the mic for your yell of excitement when uh <laughs> when you, you got the email though no you were mad though weren't you you wanted the doritos taco i was actually either way because i didn't realize at first that the burrito has uh like like spicy hot fritos uh -huh. in it and then when i realized that i was like ooh, that that might be the way to go. And now you know, too, now that they bring that back, that means they have those spicy Fritos on hand. So you can add those to any item. So you can get That's a Mexican true. pizza with some crunchy Fritos on top or you can whatever. You, the, it's the world is your oyster. I don't know if that works there, but we'll go. with that. It makes sense. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So back to the show. Um, we're back at uh, we're not. Are we at the school now? Almost. Um, so Dolores is trying to get Darren to help Marcus, but he doesn't want to help. Um, and then he heads off to the library. Now we're at the school. Marcus is on top of the table in the front of the classroom. Classroom's empty. Marcus is rigging the sprinkler system with some sort of chemistry science experiment where he thinks it's going to 
go off and then set off all the sprinklers in the room. But Darren comes in to stop him. Or not to stop him, well, but, he, but finds he, him. He, he, he finds him because he comes in to to share the new like scientific monthly magazine with his teacher, but finds finds Marcus ringing up this uh, contraption. When he does find him, he tries to stop him, but uh, the bell rings. He's like, well, he does. stop. He does stop him. He does convince him because they have a whole back and forth. He's like, look, man, if you do this, you're going to get sent away to like a military school, private school. You can't do this. You got. And, he, and then he, he also like says, you're going to ruin all this, you know, the books and the supplies and. It's just really not a good thing. And and Marcus hears him and understands him and is is trying to take it apart. And then the, the bell rings. Yeah. So De- uh, Marcus has already set this whole thing up by this point. Like there's no going back unless you can somehow take it apart. But the bell rings. Teacher comes in. Sprinklers go off. And uh, she thinks Darren did it because he's the only one in there. Marcus has gone off to his class. And uh, right, right. She gets Marcus. He- Darren tells Marcus, like, you go, go to class, don't be late, and I will I'll take care of this for you so you don't have to worry about it. And that's how he gets he gets caught as the one doing it. Yeah, I'm sure his plan was to get it down in time for no oh, one yeah. to find out, but definitely it went off a little quicker than uh he realized. So next scene is Marcus back at the house. He's looking out the window. He knows that either he's in trouble or something for this uh science experiment booby trap gone wrong. Um, Julie's watching, trying to figure out what Marcus is doing. Nikki gets home and she's like, Marcus, did you hear someone set off the sprinklers in the science lab? And of course he knows what's going on. And, uh, she tells him that she heard it was like an ingenious setup and that, uh, there must be some sick, twisted MacGyver that goes to their school. See, and I was surprised this didn't be, this didn't turn into more of a thing. Like at the end of the episode, when we get it all, get the resolution, there wasn't some kind of like. You know, Marcus, it's really crazy and impressive that you were able to like think of this and do this. And Marcus, you really are smart. Like you might not right, see exactly, it, but you do know how to do exactly, these things. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Something like that. And none of that, it seemed like a missed opportunity. Maybe it'll come back in another episode. Who knows? Uh, we'll see. Um. So now Marcus is like, oh, maybe I'm not going to be caught because there's no way that people are talking about some really smart person doing something and they're going to connect that back to me. But then Dolores and Darren get home. Dolores is yelling at Darren because Darren took all of the blame for everything. Yeah. Yeah. She thinks that he is, that is all him and, and all hell's going is, you know, going off at school. Yep. Uh, The next scene is Kathy and Dolores talking about the whole situation in the kitchen. Kathy thinks that uh, she's figured it out. She thinks that Darren is just uh, doing this because he's wound a little tight. There's too much pressure and stuff. And Dolores says, uh, I don't know. Marcus is acting a little weird, too. I think something's up. Well, yeah, and Kathy's <laughs> Kathy makes all these huge leaps of, like, everybody thought this kid was fine until one day he snaps and kills his parents. Uh, and then there, and yeah, Dolores' whole thing is, like, something else is here because normally in this situation, Marcus would be all over Darren. He would be making fun of him. He would not let him live this He'd down. Have a and parade Marcus, going down the yeah. street. And Marcus isn't saying anything. So there's something there's something weird here. Yeah, then we go check in on Darren and Marcus in the living room. Uh, Marcus wants to know why Darren covered for him. And Darren um, is like, I just don't want to see you getting kicked out of school. Like, I want to see you do well. Um, I mean, I care about you a lot. You're my brother, and I don't want anything bad to happen to you. And uh, Darren's like, don't worry about it. 
mom's not going to punish me too hard or even at all. I mean, I'm always a good kid. I don't get in trouble. And Marcus kind of gives Darren a warning. I don't know if you know our mom. She's pretty tough. <laughs> of course, Marcus is always in trouble. So uh, We check back in the kitchen one more time. And uh, the decision that Dolores and Kathy have made is to do a little good cop, bad cop action to try to figure mm-hmm. all of this out. So that's where we go now. Dolores is playing the bad cop. She's questioning Darren in the kitchen. Darren is not giving in. Um, Can we talk about real quick this this very yeah. specific version of the show that we have? Okay. Um, as, as, you know, these are all taped off of some television, oh. right? <laughs> and I, it, it could not have been more perfect. As Dolores is about to do the whole bad cop routine and she starts to like lay into, I think it was Darren, the like national weather broadcasting alert starts beeping. Uh, and it, it is, it perfectly sounds like she is just cussing him out. There's bleeping it all out. It does. It really does. It could not have been more perfectly timed to make it to, to it was, it was great. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. Um. So at this point, Dolores goes as far as to threaten Darren to not let him take his driver's ed test to even get a car that he'll be stuck on a bike forever and uh, tells Darren she's going to ship him to military academy if he doesn't do uh, tell her the truth. And he's still not giving in. He still isn't no. saying, all right, fine, Marcus did it. And Marcus is like, you can't do that to him. He needs that car. That was the only way he was going to get a girl. Like, he's he's really feeling for him. Yep, he stands up. He tells her the truth. He's like, I did it. It wasn't Darren. I'm the one that did it. Darren tells his mom, uh... Mark, mom, don't don't worry. Marcus knows he's wrong. He knows he wasn't supposed to do this. He tried to stop. I talked to him about it, and he just doesn't want Marcus to be sent away. And uh, the two of them hug Darren and Marcus at this point. Dolores tells Marcus uh, tomorrow he has to go back to school and tell the teacher exactly what happened, explain that he did it, ask for his forgiveness, and he's grounded for a month. And then she tells Darren. Don't worry, your punishment's coming later. You lied to me still, so we got something for you too. Which I don't think we figure out what it is, right? Well, we don't. No. Um. Boy, Mark- start. So everybody leaves the yeah. Everybody leaves the kitchen, and at that point, Marcus, Marcus and like, Darren have a quick moment before they just start getting into an argument like they always do. Yeah, he's like, I hope you don't expect any from me, like, from anything from me like this in the future. And he's like, then they start arguing, and then they're like. You want to go play some basketball? I'm like, all right. So, yeah, typical brother stuff going on there. Uh, one last scene. It's a little later. The girls are in the kitchen with their mom. Kathy is uh, trying to create a chemistry lesson super glue. Mixing some stuff together. She's making this super glue to help teach Marcus about chemistry stuff. She pulls it out. It doesn't even work. She mixed some ingredients wrong or something together. The kids are not impressed. They leave. She reads the instructions one more time, though, and she's like, oh, allow 10 seconds to set. And then now she has glued herself to the counter, yelling for help. And that's the end of the episode. That's that's where I live. That is where I live, which is uh, where do they live in this episode? Or is it where does this take place? California. Yeah. It's it's always like California or Chicago, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it's. Oh, wait, that was not where I. That was getting by. getting by. Yeah. Either way, I think it's still California. Uh, where I live is in New York. Uh, this is season 100%. one, episode eight. Opposites attack is the name of this episode. Is this episode out of order? 
So look, I don't know. I mean, this is the order that it, that that we have. This is the order that it aired in, I think. But I there, think I have it, a lot of issues with this episode okay. as far as as far as continuity goes. So it's definitely yeah. out of order of events that have happened in previous episodes. Well, that's what I'm saying. There's there's a number. There's at least what three thing two two or three things I can think of that don't make any sense in in continuity of the other episodes. Starts off Reggie's kissing on Gina. This, I mean, when was he with Gina? Was he with Gina in other episodes? No, she's new. She's new. Okay. She goes in the subway. Uh, Reggie walks back to the stoop. And then uh, we get the Reverend Bohanna was what they call him. You might recognize as the same actor that played Franklin like two episodes ago, three episodes ago. That's the that's the guy who's selling shirts, right? That was yep. Uh, yep. showing him how to do that. So he starts yep. preaching. He's like in the streets. He's hopping on benches and he tells everyone. Well, he's got tons of watchers at this point. Everyone's coming over to watch him. Uh, people are laughing at his sermon. This whole thing's about like man and it's woman Adam and, and yeah. yeah. He's like Adam didn't come or Eve didn't come from Adam's rib bone. He came from the side of Adam, which means that. Women or a woman is half of a man and or is half that, not half of a man, but is half is half of what, what he's trying to say is that women, a woman is like men need women. Women are are half of the equation that make, you know, a yeah. single unit, a That's man okay. and a woman together. Um, I will say real quick that there's an old lady in this who says something about whiskey and that is baby Drake and baby was um she she was in like every episode of of New Attitude. She was one of the like regular customers oh, okay. in, in that show. Uh, she's also the baby from Baby's Kids. But. <laughs> so while this uh, Reverend I'm gonna keep calling him is giving his sermon, um, talking about like women, it's like the main thing. Like the guys are kind of like chiming in with little comments. So especially Doug, specifically Doug. I mean, they're being teenage boys and just making stupid comments the whole time. Like, Oh, you got to go in the kitchen and make me some dinner. And like, Oh, not half of a man. If uh, it's not, I bet it's the wallet half or something like that. Yeah. 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 And uh, a couple of ladies, uh, one is uh, Shanitha and the other Sharitha. 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 And then uh, starts with an M, the other girl. Monique. Is it Monique? I know they mentioned at the end. Monique sounds right. Yeah, they 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 don't do a good job of introducing these women as the episode goes. So we kind of had to pick it up in yeah. parts. They kind of get mad at Doug for these comments that he's making, and um, they call him a pig, and uh, they kind of lump uh, Malcolm in there as well, saying that he's with them. And uh, we find out these are their dates for uh, the dance that's <laughs> coming up, and then they both get dumped right there on the scene. Yeah, yeah. Both Malcolm. We didn't even know Malcolm and Doug had girlfriends, but now they're getting dumped least, by these girlfriends. At least dates for the dance. I don't know about girlfriends, but like, well, we. It does seem like that the relationship is more than just a one-off dance date. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It didn't to me. And it is. It is Monique. Just uh, Monique just and Sharitha. Yep. And uh, the Reverend finishes his sermon by uh, saying, "The dumb shall dance alone," which is kind of in reference right <laughs> directly to uh, Doug and Malcolm. So. Right. Theme song, we come back with uh, Sharon up in the apartment asking her dad for permission to go on not only a bowling date, this is her first date ever, which doesn't doesn't go with the fact that she just up. had a date that uh, was, in fact, a bowling date. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, we've seen TJF do this before. Family Matters it's not recently. Unusual. It's, yeah. it's not unusual. It's just, it's very, 
it, there's just so many things in this episode which honestly if it had, if they had played it in order would have made perfect sense hey didn't but, where i live have an episode air on another day it did i wonder did. if that had to do anything with it maybe i don't know uh, I don't. Well, let's see what episode that was. That was the Dante's Inferno episode that aired out of order, um, and that that is the episode, at least with the Reggie part, that's gonna fu- that that's gonna play into something soon. That's not act- okay. doesn't doesn't hold up. And it might and it might have been the bowling one too. Yeah, because that was no, because the bowling one was the one where, uh, uh, is that the no. comes back in and playing basketball. Uh, yeah, my fair forge. That was a couple. That was a few weeks ago. I don't know. There's a lot of weird stuff going on. Um, so Sharon's asking her dad for permission to go on the date. He's like, uh, maybe if you wait two years, you're only 14 now. When you're 16, you can go on your first date. And then Sharon's like, goes in the kitchen to ask her mom for permission because she doesn't like her dad's answer. And uh, he's like, no, my answer is final. I'm the man in this house. And then James and Marie argue some about Sharon's dating, and uh, she thinks she should be able to go. And James, well, Marie's also mad that James just unilaterally made this decision without discussing with her kind of what the rules and guidelines should be. Yeah, Doug gets home in the middle of this too. Um, he's mad because his date just dumped him, <laughs> and then yeah. uh, he's—is this where he's like? Uh, I'm the tiebreaker vote kind of thing, or is that later? No, 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 no. What he said, he, what happens is he comes in, and he's complaining about women as he walks in, and then he said, "Look, here's the rules in this house. It's a democracy, but if it's a tie, the tie always goes to the man, and that's dad. So dad makes the decisions." Yeah, and James and Marie are still in disagreement, and Sharon is still upset about the whole thing. Yeah. So then we go to Reggie talking to Gina about Doug. He tells her that. uh Doug's comments have nothing to do with him. Uh, leave me out of this. I have nothing to do with any of that stuff that was going on uh, with the Reverend the other day. And no, it doesn't work. Gina dumps Reggie. He does. Or she does. And then then they go back to the stoop and it's like, this is the first time Reggie's been dumped. And I'm like, well, he was he was just dumped in like two episodes ago. Oh, yeah, that's true, too. Um, so Doug and Marcus. They're talking about Sharitha. And uh, Kwanzi comes up, and he's like, "Let me show you." Uh, or I know Kwanzi shows well, he brings up first Re- with he's Reggie. He's the one that brings yeah, Reggie. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this Reggie ha- or Kwanzi has to tell the guys that Reggie uh, got dumped by Dina or Gina because uh, he can't even talk. Like Reggie's still. He's like, like mumbling. Like he's like, I got dumped. Like, can't what? believe it. What, what, what happened? What, what? And then Kwanzi calls up for Sharon. Hey, Sharon. And, well, what he uh, says before he, before he calls up, let's 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 set this up. He's like. He's like, boys, you don't understand. I know that you don't get dumped a lot, but let me show you what it, what it means and what how how you how you how take you take it, dumped. right? Yeah. <laughs> and she like, tells right. She tells him uh, she wouldn't even uh, have dinner with him if he was the last shrimp on earth. <laughs> Shuts the window on him, and then Kwanzi's like, "See, I mean, that's it." That's how you do it. And then he walks away. So then they talk about uh, like not going to the dance. Malcolm blames uh, Doug, and uh, Reggie blames Doug, and. They, uh, Doug's like, don't worry about it. We don't need those women. We can, uh, we can have more fun without them. Just the three of us. And they're like, yeah. And they start, and he's like, and hey, look, like you can't just go to a woman and say, Hey, Malcolm, your hat looks stupid backwards. And Reggie, your, your pants look dumb when you, when you roll them up. Like they basically just start insulting each other. Yeah. Um, so they're just ripping on each other right here, back and forth. And, uh, that he says, oh, you, you can't wear those pants like that. They'll see your chicken legs or something. 
then we go to the pizza place. The guys are hanging out. Um, they're all trying to talk about like how they don't need girls anymore. And Being uh, dudes. Yeah. Uh, Kwanzi walks over to the stoop. He sees Sharon sitting down. Sharon's sad. And uh, he just tells her, I hope everything's okay. Like, he knows his place. He knows that he needs to leave her alone and uh, not try to hit on her at this point. Yeah, he, he's he's honestly, he's trying to be a good friend here. Yeah, yeah. She's just real sad. He's like, you want me to, he says, you want me to yell at you or something to make you feel better? And she's like, no, I'm okay. <laughs> so uh, Doug walks up. Kwanzi tells Doug that uh, he needs to go talk to his sister. And then that's what Doug does. He tries to talk to Sharon, but she's upset. And uh, blames him for uh, not being able to go out on this date. She was really excited because this would have been her possible first date. And she was a little nervous. And then she starts asking him about, like, advice and, like, what first dates are like. And he tells her, um, well, I mean, at this point, when you're this old, dating's easy. It's when you get a little older is when it gets harder. Yeah, yeah. He he has this revelation that things just get complicated as you get older and relationships get more, more serious. Yeah, and she's like, well, I, I really like this Jonathan dude, and uh, I can tell that he really likes me, too. So, Probably. back up to the apartment. Uh, Doug's talking to his dad, and uh, James is making his own dinner, because uh, <laughs> Maria's not. Maria's not making dinner anymore. He's making a sandwich, and uh, Doug tells his dad that uh, you should let Sharon go out on the date. Like, now's the time to date when you're 14 years old, not when you're older. I mean, now's the time and- that you actually enjoy it. Yeah, and he explains that whole thing that he this like revelation that he had, you know, like when you're young, it's just about about hanging out and having fun, and then as the older you get, the more complicated, the more rules, everything just becomes way more stressful. Yeah, and then uh, we go to a conversation a little later with uh, James talking to Marie. He brought he brought her some flowers, and uh, he she tells him thank you, and he's like, oh, they were half off. I don't even know why he needed to throw that in there, but uh, <laughs> he apologizes, even though he still thinks he's right, and she says. Well, we just need to talk it out. It's okay if you think you're right, but we need to talk it out. And she's like, he's like, well, won't, won't you get angry if we're talking it out? And she's like, oh, no, I won't get angry because I know I'm going to win. <laughs> Marie's great. So uh, I think last scene here, we're back at the basketball courts. Uh, Reggie, um, he wants to be with a woman. So does Malcolm. And Reggie dunks. Well, they, all miss, they all miss their dates. They all miss, you know, the ladies in their life. Reggie dunks on them both, which I didn't know he was capable of. And uh, I, I don't know if that is a regulation hoop, but he makes it look easy. Yeah. He just kind of like stands there, puts his arms up, hops a little bit. Dunks. So maybe they are winning some basketball games. Yeah. Um, But they see a couple like making out and they kind of like stop and really start missing their girls. Doug tries to tell them that they don't need girls, but uh, they argue that they do. And then what do you know? Up walks uh, Gina. Well, real quick, what we what we didn't real uh, what they I guess we didn't realize, but they now realize is that the dance is actually going on. That is the school. The basketball yeah, yeah. court is at the school. The oh, dance is going on inside. Right there. I did not realize yeah. that. Yeah. And they start to like look in the window and they're like, Do you think do you think Monique's in there having a drink and ignoring me or ignoring some other guy? Or like basically kind of saying, like, are the women in there with somebody else doing what they would be doing with us? And that's when the three walk up. Yep. Uh, the three ladies walk up. They walk up. They also miss their guys. Um, they all apologize. And then uh, the reverend is back on the bench preaching once again. And then as he's preaching, the couple start dancing to uh, the song When a Man Loves a Woman right there in the middle of the basketball courts. And that kind of ends off the episode. Love. Yeah. 
Um, but that's it. That's our three episodes that we watched this week for the podcast. Uh, this is the point of the show where we rank them. Um, are you ready? You want me to go first? I'm ready. I can, I can go. Um, I'm going to do Where I Live at three, Home Free at two, and Getting By at one. I, I just thought the, the out-of-orderness of Where I Live just led to a lot of like, that's not that's not right. That's not what happens. This is not how it goes. Um, hmm. I don't know where I'm going with this one. I'm gonna put uh, where I live at three, getting by at two, and home free at number one. Um, okay. I really liked the uh, the scenes with uh, Walt and Matt, like uh, the arguing about everything. Like I thought the acting was really good in those scenes. They were good. I I felt the same way about the scenes with Malcolm and Derek when they were you know being brothers and yeah. supporting each other. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So what do we got going on next week on the show? Kind of the same thing. Uh yeah, it's another short week. Uh, after that we'll have a couple normal weeks, but next week so Family Matters step by step and reruns. So we'll watch Home Free episode three, uh, and then Getting By and Where I Live aired. So Getting By season one episode eight and Where I Live season one episode nine. Perfect. Um, thanks once again to uh, Nicole for the theme song this week. Yeah, thanks, Nicole. Uh, email yours in tgifcast at gmail.com and follow us on all social media at tgifcast. Uh, three shows to watch for homework for next week. And then, uh, like Travis said, we'll be getting back into some normal stuff pretty soon. We've got some yep. interviews kind of planned for the future. And then uh, we've got uh, Awesome Con in DC coming up. We'll be talking about that in the next few weeks. Yeah, that's what, June, July? uh june 16th ish yeah like, and i think that we, we've got we've got loose conversation com, uh, con- confirmation excuse me that will be there friday night friday so. night yeah we don't know room or time or anything but yeah like travis said loose confirmation that's going to be the yeah just a heads up all right cool uh i think that's it anything else steve uh that's all i got all right man well have a good week steve you got it dude it's friday night and the mood is right Gonna have some fun Show you how it's done TGIF TBA Podcast